Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The radical leftists are calling to defund the police, but this is a time for Christians to stand up and be counted and run for sheriff. Today we have Greg Maxwell who is running for sheriff and we support law enforcement. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with an in-studio guest and a new friend of the program. Greg Maxwell is a candidate for public office, but his Christian faith is what inspires him, and now he is running for sheriff here in El Paso County, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Greg Maxwell. How are you, sir? Good, Dr. Chaps, how are you doing today? Good, I'm, I'm honored to meet you. I just met you last month at a, at a local Republican gathering, um, and I, I thought, why not? Let's have, let's talk about law enforcement. And you have a personal story. Tell me about your family and why are you running for office? I'd, I would love to. So my family, I'm a fourth generation law enforcement professional. So so uh, chaps, imagine your grandma carrying a gun. So my grandma truly was a law enforcement professional as well. My great grandpa, dads, aunts, uncles, they're all in law enforcement. And now my daughter is on, at our agency as a dispatcher. So long history of uh, you know law enforcement presence in my uh, family. I started my career as a chaplain. So that's how I actually started my career as a chaplain. Very proud of that. I remember you saying that, and that's one of the reasons I was excited. What's the job of a police chaplain, which you've done in the past? So they go out on different types of scenes. Typically there's scenes where there's trauma, uh, where a family's experienced something. It could be a car accident where we're doing a death notification. It could be, it could be, you know, it could be something, uh, you know, an infant death. It could be, you know, an in-home death. It could be an unfortunately murder suicides, so on and so forth. So they do get exposed to a great deal of that, but they're they're primarily there to bring some kind of uh, peace to a family um, and then also to the officers and people that are exposed to that type of, uh, you know, uh, violence and stuff. So besides your family having served in law enforcement, why did you feel called to do that? You know, that's, that's a great question. I get asked that all the time. My dad actually told me not to do that. Uh, he told me to get an education under your belt and then if you decide you really want to do that, come back and talk to me. My dad died on the job when I was 19, so the following year he died. And so I was not able to finish that conversation. Um, I believe I'm leaving, you know, living his dream now uh, and doing that. So I know he'd be proud of me, but I, I took his footsteps and, uh, you know, got uh, uh, some experience in the construction world. Ended up owning a construction company, so God was good to me in that way and had that for 20 years. But I became a chaplain during my uh, construction days when I owned that company, then went on to the academy. Um, police academy. Police like, academy. Like the comedy movies? Is, yes. it, is it a little bit like that? It wasn't quite like that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, th there was a little comedy every once in a while, but definitely not like the movie. And so I became sworn, uh, worked my way up all the way to, uh, I was a full-time lieutenant in the special operations side, so I call that the fun side of the house. And and ironically, 18 years later, the chaplains came back to me. I was in charge of the chaplain organization. So, so that, was kind of, that was kind of cool to watch that come full circle. Um, but during that time, I got to work in our crime reduction unit I, that kind of took care of a lot of the, 
the, the crime, it's just the heavy crime in the, in the city and a patrol unit and the traffic unit and a canine unit, which was a heck of a lot of fun. So I got to work in a lot of varieties of in law enforcement. I was super blessed in that area. Currently the Lieutenant of the Reserve Unit um, is what, what my current title is at the Sheriff's Office now. Um, how the, did you decide to run for office? I mean, this sheriff is a big step up. It's an elected position. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, a lot of prayer. Um, a lot of people asking me, would I please get involved? I mean, it's a very, it's a very, very fragile um, office right now. And if you look at anything going on in today's society, you can see that there's a lot of, like you were mentioning earlier, defund the police. And there's a lot of that kind of rhetoric coming from the left side. And so there's a lot of people I'm close to that said, hey, we believe that you have the experience, not only just in the public sector, but in the law enforcement sector, and the fact of my moral compass set that I could make a difference in the agency. So started praying about that. And uh, the doors have opened up. I've walked through them with faith and very excited about it. Well, police across America need good leadership, but but today, a lot of police are leaving the service. There, there's been discouraging you know, anti-police sentiments coming from the political left across America. We saw the, the riots last year, uh, particularly in Detroit and in, in Minneapolis and places where uh, crowds were just threatening the police because they perceived, and, and I'll, you know, take them at their word, there was injustice from some bad police toward their community. Um, do you, have you encountered that? Have you seen bad policing? You know, Chappie, I haven't know, know if I've seen bad policing, but I can tell you what I haven't seen is the good stories. And so when we say people are leaving at all time high, that is true. They're leaving this agency and they're leaving like in numbers I've never seen before. And so no one wants to do the job. They don't feel supported in the job. I'm proud to do the job. I'm excited to put the badge on. And I think we need to get back to that. And I think the way we have to do that is tell some of the good stories. I mean, imagine what it would look like if people in our society would hear the good things that the cops are doing out there whether it be mowing someone's grass, doing something after work, all the different things they're doing uh, in society, it does two things. It allows the people in society to see that human side of the police officer. It allows the police officer to feel supported as well. And then we also need to be looking around the nation for good officers too and doing a lateral program for other people that maybe want to move to El Paso County and try to get the, the numbers up. And I believe we could do that just simply by treating people right and telling the good stories. I think you're onto something. I wanna be clear that uh, our program and our ministry does not endorse any candidates for public office. I'm not endorsing Greg. I'm not opposing his opponents. They're welcome if they want to come on our set for a similar kind of interview. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps and we'll take a short break. More with Greg Maxwell right after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen, or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you, and God bless. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Greg Maxwell, candidate for El Paso County Sheriff. No, it's not in El Paso, Texas. It's right here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we have a funny name for our county, it's El Paso County, but the city is Colorado Springs. Greg, is there a difference and how do they interact between the city police, the city of Colorado Springs and El Paso County, which encompasses a little bit more than the city of Colorado Springs, the county sheriff, how would you interact with the city police chief? Jeffs, that's a good question, and you have to have interaction because a lot of the city's in El Paso County, and so they have you know municipality type of stuff they do for the city di district, but the county is everywhere, right? It's all of El Paso County, twenty, it's a little over twenty one hundred square miles. So they have to interact together and they have to work together because a lot of the areas it's like trying to draw a map and then somebody wasn't good at drawing the map. So county areas are kind of all split up where there's things that are unincorporated and things that are in the city. So there might be a city guy that's a lot closer than I am. And so that's silly not to have that relationship. And so we need to have that kind of strong relationship. And yes, I already do have those relationships. And so I'm excited to really foster and grow those even deeper. Are there jurisdictional differences? For example, let's say I'm uh, caught speeding and, and personally, I'm a safe driver, everybody. You can believe <laughs> I never get a speeding ticket, right? But if I was in the city and also in the county at the same time and I was speeding, could the sheriff's deputy pull me over? Yes, sheriff's, sheriff's jurisdiction is anywhere in El Paso County. So Colorado Springs happens to fall within the county. So does Monument, so does Fountain, so does Manitou. Anything that's in outside of El Paso County, they have, they have kind of concurrent jurisdiction. So how that works is a lot of times the other municipalities ask to be deputized or sworn in so that they have credentials so they can be have power to as they're traveling to and from. And so that's based on whatever sheriff is in office, whether or not he's gonna actually allow someone to have, have that oath to. When I was a state representative serving in the Colorado legislature, I always voted no on bills that would facilitate crime, right, I'm anti-crime, but, but in particular, the marijuana issue in Colorado has been tricky because marijuana is still a federally banned substance, Correct. but it's been legalized by the Colorado voters in the Colorado Constitution. So what we have now, unfortunately, is we have cartels from South America come mm -hmm. and they grow their marijuana in Colorado and then they export it back to Texas or back to Mexico. Isn't it, isn't it weird that we, Colorado's become a marijuana exporter. It's all illegal still, even under the Constitution, uh, which really only protects personal use and personal growth. But how in El Paso County would you deal with the cartels that are outside of the city? 
That's a great question. And when I was there as a full-time lieutenant, that was one of the things that uh, that was underneath my jurisdiction. And what I was in the command of was our marijuana compliance unit. So I have a lot of experience in that area. But you know what I found out is the wells that were running dry, the, the, the impact that had on the infrastructure, then also, believe it or not, schools. When I was going out and talking to the people in the schools, the superintendents of the schools, they were telling me that the people coming into the, the this area, their kids didn't speak any English. And English wasn't meant to be taught as the primary language. So it really puts a big burden on that. So I think when we tackle it as a, as a community, we got to make sure we're looking at all of the community. How's it impacting? How's it impacting the community as a whole? Is it a water resource thing? Is that? And tackle it in many different areas. So if you're just going after just the plane of the, of the marijuana portion, you might be missing the other portions of it. So you really got to have that connection and understand what's the best way to combat this. And I think making sure they understand they're not allowed to come to El Paso County to do the illegal grows uh, should be a loud and clear message that we're, we're putting out there and making sure that we're not having people do things. Another are. example we saw in my house district, which is House 15 Eastern Powers Corridor, just north of the Colorado Springs Airport, is that outsiders, even foreign government entities, right? Um, uh, not representing their government, but people from other countries would use drug money to buy a suburban house. And, and there's an irony here because they'd, they'd put tinfoil on all the windows, they'd absorb like 100 times more electricity than any house should mm -hmm. be known to do, and you could smell the marijuana growing inside the house from a block away. Yes. But when the sheriff went to knock on the door, he couldn't get a warrant because, well, that's legal in Colorado. You can grow up to you know a few ounces for personal use. What these people were doing, they had 70, 100 giant trees in their, in their basement and they would ruin the house. I mean, I mean, you could never live in that house again after the way it had been. It, basically, it's only fit for, for demolition, but they would make a million dollars on a little $200,000 house and then abandon the property and move on. How does the the Fourth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights against search and seizure, how would you enforce when you have a, a warrant? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the first thing is you gotta be able to get the warrant, like you were saying, you gotta you got be able to have the enough probable cause is what they call it to get that warrant. So you gotta be smart about how you fight these things. And so there is, uh, there is avenues to where you can actually combat that and be smart about getting the warrant so the warrant is does have grounds that if they have more than the allocated plants or you can prove, and that might be through several resources you can use, don't wanna give those away all on a show and say what they are and ah. encourage people what not to do, but there is things you can do and you can partner with to find out, to build that probable cause where judges will sign the warrant. And so yes, I do have the, the experience in that area and I, I think we need to fight it a little harder too. My voters in my district care about that issue. So I'm glad you're uh, up to speed and, yes. and clearly experienced enough and knowledgeable having been the lieutenant over one of those divisions, like you said. Uh, you also mentioned special operations. Is, is that like a SWAT team? You gear up and do you have enough body armor? Well, you know, that's, I'm glad you said that. I mean, speaking of uh, the sheriff having enough of anything, um, most conventional sheriff's offices don't use public-private financing, right? They just don't. Um, however, sheriff's offices around the country, police departments around the country are doing a better job of that. We are not, and we need to get to that. And what I mean by that is a sheriff's, a lot of their budget goes towards you know personnel and everything else. Very little gets left over for the actual equipment and everything they need. So some departments have been wise and said, hey, let's get out there and engage the public. There's other ways that we could get some of this stuff paid for. And they're doing a really, really good job of doing that. 
I started a foundation. That's another thing I did for our, our agency. I'm the president of that foundation. It's called the El Paso County Sheriff's Office Foundation. And it has bought armor for the guys. It's bought computers for all the detectives. It's bought every canine dog that we have and all their equipment. So there is things we can do and we will do and I will do as the sheriff to make sure we have the right equipment. You have a good dog story? You were in the canine unit. <laughs> I do. My dog's name was Chaos and he was Chaos. So uh, <laughs> that's that was his name. And you never really could predict what Chaos was going to do. That's for sure. But, um, you know, the, one of my favorite stories about Chaos was we had a, I'll leave the name undone. There was an undersheriff from another agency that wanted to experience a bite, right? So he wanted to put on the bite suit and they said, let chaos bite him. I was like, I don't know, he's not having a good day. I've worn a bite suit. <laughs> when I was on the Air Force uh, traveling team as a cadet, I got yeah. bit by a dog wearing a bite suit. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I noticed you put your arm out. That's what they're supposed to do. Well, chaos decided he was gonna jump on the undersheriff's back and tumbles the undersheriff down the ground. Everybody looked at him and just said, chaos. And I said, I know. <laughs> That's why we named it that. Yeah, but so good story. Let's take another short break. More with Greg Maxwell. We'll share about his personal faith in Jesus Christ right after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin and not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Get yours today. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. 
Greg, I want to uh, ask you personally again about your family. Are they behind you in this run? Uh, w was it hard to to make the commitment to run for sheriff and how you doing in the polls? I think I'm doing wonderful in the polls and I'm very excited. Yes, my family's behind me. My fiance, Jennifer, shout out to you. If you're listening out there, uh, very, very supportive. My three daughters, uh, very supportive. My mom, brothers, sisters that all live here are all very, very supportive of you know my run for sheriff. And, and you know, you mentioned the faith, and I think the faith is really what allows me to have the, the strength, the wisdom, and the endurance to take all the things that come at you politically, that maybe come at you that aren't true, that maybe allow you to give you that energy to move on. I'm proud of that. Proud of starting as a chaplain. I'm proud of letting my decisions be on a solid foundation. Proud of being able to serve in that manner. And I'm excited about it. I think more Christians should really get off the bench and get involved because that's how we change it is at the local level. But thank you for asking. You mentioned that your father was in law enforcement. He discouraged you from going into that career field and then he died tragically when you were 19 yeah. on the job. I mean, this is a hero who served his uh, community. Uh, you also told me off camera that a year before that, when you were 18, you had given your life to Jesus Christ. Can you explain the first encounter, how you came to Christ, and then how did that help you when you lost your dad? Well, that's a good story, Chappie, you'll, and you'll appreciate this of being a chaplain, is my dad was riding around with a chaplain uh, years before, and he was teasing. He goes, hey, the chaplain wanted to know if I'd been saved. And he looked at the chaplain and goes, is there somebody after me or is somebody looking for me? What's going on? And so he would he poked a little fun about it at first. And then me and him both uh, gave our life to Christ. And, and then he passed away. So I was still kind of searching, like, what's up with this? You know, that's your, that's your hero. Um, so when I when that first happened in my life, I wasn't really sure what that meant to have a true relationship uh, because shortly after, like you said, he had passed away. But um, a relationship with God. With God. Because yeah. you, have, you have these questions. Why, God, did my, did you yeah. let my father die? Why did you let, yeah, why did that happen? Now, really, I think what was happening is he was allowing me to um, really perfect my relationship with him. He had his hand on me the whole time. And as I've grown deeper in my relationship, knowing what it is now and looking back, I can see why all that happened the way it happened. And I can't wait to go to heaven to finish ask, you know, asking some more questions, too, because you've got to finish the race well. So um, that's that's my faith plays such a crucial role because when I get up in the morning and I'm praying about what uh, what door should be open, what door should be closed, who I should answer to, I know the God upstairs has it, you know, and he's not really confused about what's going on politically. He, he's got this under control. I just need to trust in that. Do you feel him leading you and advising you? I know you have campaign advisors yeah. and, and Henry Allen is here in the studio with us. He's been a guest on our show, uh, Pastor. Uh, there's a lot of people in the faith community speaking to you and supporting you, but how do you distinguish the voice of God? Do, do, do you sense that he talks to you when you're waking up, when you're going to sleep, when you read your Bible? Uh, what, what does he say? Well, I would say it comes out in many fashions. I'm glad you asked that uh, statement. It could be as simple as me really contemplating a verse I read and then watch it be fulfilled by an event that comes on and say, okay, I get that now. I get, I get why you're asking that. It, it could be, for instance, um, sometimes in, in the political climate that people say things that aren't true. Well, the day before that, I could be reading on what to do with that adversity when it comes, and you're like, all right, so, so now I get it. I know why that scripture was there or why that, was, why that happened because prepare me for the next thing that was going to happen the next day. So watching it be played, fulfilled out, watching God open doors that there's no way I would have been able to open, I know that he's you know trudging ahead. Um, same thing that uh, you know we were talking about when you're 
when you're having your quiet time or praying and then watching that, uh, whatever you're praying about actually come to, to fruition that day or the next day, you're like, okay, he's, he, I'm definitely on the right track here. So, yeah, that's something. When you were a chaplain, did you pray with your fellow policemen and, or, or their families, or was it more like, uh, out in the community? Um, both. And there's a lot of, uh, the deputies and who aren't deputies anymore that will tell that story. Um, there's a lot of uh, people on my website that you'll see. If you people go to my website and look at it, they'll see people that have told some of those stories where how they came to, to know me. And there's a guy that uh, I'm going to put a shout out to him. He's probably going to get a little upset right now, but I'll do it anyway. So so Detective Schultz was one of those that uh, I had prayed with early on that uh, had, had changed his life around and um, came to Christ. And it's um, it's been neat to to see that in his life as well. So it's it's. It's really, it's really, it's humbling and it's honoring to be able to do that. Well, we all need Christ. Um, we have just two minutes left. Uh, I'm gonna ask you just address the audience. What, what should they know? Maybe there's some Christian out there, and this is a nationwide show. Why should other Christians run for office? Well, I think Abe, you know, Abe Lincoln said it best, when a house divided, it'll fall. Now he, he got that from Matthew, uh, the verse in Matthew. But if we're not willing to do something at the local level or get involved, then, you know, really, I think we're missing the mark. I think we do need good Christian conservative leaders to be out there leading the charge at the local level so we can change things at the national level. Firmly believe that. And I think God's waiting. I think he's just waiting kind of for that little slogan you've heard, you know, waiting for a few good men or, or women. And I think, I think it's our responsibility that we should be out there saying, we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in our community. I think you're onto something and I applaud you for running. Again, uh, we do not endorse any candidates for public office on this show, but we interview candidates because we wanna hear about their testimony and faith in Jesus Christ. And Greg has been a great example of that. Uh, there are Christians watching and maybe you are thinking about running for office. It's time to get out there and do it. Can I pray for you, Greg? Absolutely, thank you. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we ask your blessing now on Greg and every candidate who is running, not just for sheriff, but for elected office this fall and, and as the primaries begin to unfold this spring and summer. Father, I ask you to anoint your godly candidates, men and women who are willing to stand up for Jesus Christ and make him the Lord of our hearts because Jesus, your government is already established. Your Lordship, you are, you are a God, you are the creator and yet in some of our lives you don't rule here on earth and so we pray, let your kingdom come let your will be done here on earth in the same way that it's being done up in heaven. Father, we pray that you would restore your kingship in our elections so our government can reflect yours. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, uh, mentioned your website? Yes. What is it? It's uh, Greg Maxwell, so it's www.gregmaxwellforsheriff.com. That's it, and Sheriff has one R and two Fs. Yes, that's true, one R, two Fs. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps, and our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, or if you just prayed with us, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word donate to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now 
and text the word donate to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 